0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You're listening here to The Home of Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. And I have to tell you something. By the way, email, I guess, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. And uh, questions, feedback, and so forth. Always accept the adoration and praise as well. Kidding, not kidding. Or um, let's see. Also, community.todhuffshow.com. That's where you can connect. We got a lot going on here today, and I wanna, I wanna start by, I guess, sharing something because I feel like it's necessary today. Since we've, since we've started the truth tour, or at least uh, begun the process of ramping up towards that, and for those of you that. Maybe new to the program Essentially um, We're beginning the process of Basically taking The show on the road so to speak uh, My family and I traveling uh, In our Fifth wheel to Speak at Local well, at venues around the country And also to um, Speak or to Work at getting the program on other Other radio stations And um, the television show on other television stations. So to do that, there's been an adjustment process, right? There's been a, um, just we've had to change some things, and one of those things I'm going to tell you now, um, because it might be relevant, given we're going to talk about this McAuliffe yunkin race for governor in the in Virginia. So we are because of the the setup that we have before because of our kind of our mobile studio and we're we're here now and we'll be here I think for a little bit in Indiana which is home base, Um, but we're going to be of course traveling all over the country and we recognize that um, depending upon where we are there's a couple of factors which I don't want to go into just for the sake of time, but there's a couple of factors that make us make, had made us decide to uh, produce the program the night before. So there's a couple hours between when I'm talking and when you're going to hear my beautiful voice. (laughs) So I, there may be some developments happen between now and, you know, the time that you hear this, if you listen to the uh, radio on freedom, 95, um, it's not not very long from now, but it's not uh, it's not live because of some just because of our current setup, and we'll of course as things change probably change that back. That's my objective: change that back again. So anyhow, I felt like the need to say that because I've been thinking a lot today on election day. Right, a year ago, year ago, November third, twenty twenty, we had the election. Uh, between Trump and and Joseph R. Biden, who has, since the election, destroyed all things g- good and uh, worthy of of our respect here in this country. Driving the, the, the nation truly into a nosedive in virtually every imaginable way. And we've talked about that extensively here in the past, uh, well, in the past 10 months. Uh, but in particular, the past couple of weeks we've revisited it because it is an unmitigated disaster it is a dumpster fire it is a train wreck it is whatever horrible analogy you can throw in there where there's destruction and mayhem and just the total mess that's what this country not the people not the businesses but uh, what the government has unleashed upon the country causing people to you know, not want to work or to lose liberty and choice. That's a constant target of the left. That's always in the crosshairs. But it reminds me as I go back in time, I remember we were live election night, November 3rd, 2020. And I remember I sat around that table in the Freedom 95 studios in Franklin, just south of ending. Of that night, it was petals and paws and bubbles. My son, and and the uh, program director at Freedom, Jeremy, and we sat there and we talked about the reviews as they came in. I think we were on for, I want to say three hours. I'm not I have to I have to go back and look, but we were on a good a good while talking about the election returns. And I remember, I remember doing the, the same thing in 2016. In 2016, I remember leaving the studio. I don't know if it was 1 a.m. It was late, and I remember thinking when I left there, it wasn't decided yet, but things had moved to Trump in a way that I remember on the drive home thinking this. I couldn't say it on the air, but I remember thinking this is really looking like it's going to shape shape up for a, a Trump victory, which was part surprising and part what I thought could happen, but, you know, nobody knows, right? I mean, this is, some people want you to think they know and all this sort of stuff, but, I mean, we're, we're talking about the opinions of people, people who are, in many cases, the absolute antithesis of you and I. Um, they embrace socialism and even communism and They're led astray by the media and believe the rhetoric of the radical left and so forth. And how many of those folks are there? And then you got the issues with voter integrity. And I don't even want to get into that just quite yet. But I just remember those two nights, November of 2016. I want to say that was the, was that the 8th? I have to go back and look. Maybe it's November 6th, 6th or 8th of 16, November 3rd of 2020. And I remember, I remember as I was getting those results back, from um, petals and paws and bubbles and and my son, I remember thinking that um, this was shaping up very well for Donald J. Trump again. In fact, I was quite confident as we began to look at certain states, right, and and how many how much of the vote was in, and you know certain states like Pennsylvania. Um, North Carolina, Virginia was even competitive and we saw, and this is why I told you at the beginning that we're actually, um, this is recorded a little bit before you're, you know, when you're hearing it, because something can happen between now and when you listen, which is what happened in two, a year ago, right? I remember leaving the studio Around midnight, whatever time it was, 1 a.m. last year, feeling very confident that Trump was going to win reelection. I went home, I watched, probably watched a little bit more, fell asleep, woke up suddenly, like the rest of you had seen that Biden had miraculously picked up votes around the country. And not only that, back rewinding just a tad bit, the night before, watching states simultaneously stop their Reporting. I've been following this politics, as has have many of you, for a long, long time. And I don't ever recall anything remotely close to this happening. There might have been hiccups. I remember uh, in, in some states or some districts or, I guess, precincts around the country, I should say. Sometimes they're slow to report certain cities and so forth. But I don't ever remember anything close to what we saw last year, which was the simultaneous shutting down. They, they came out and they said, hey, they're not going to count votes in this state, this day. I mean, we're looking at what, North Carolina, maybe Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona. I may, there may be another couple, but they all basically stopped counting. And you'll remember, you'll remember that there was also a water main break, allegedly, somewhere in Georgia causing... The count to be stopped. Of course, there's no record of that actually being the case. There's no proof that that water pipe burst, and there's no proof that that actually ever happened at all, but that's what we were told. I remember talking about these things last year during the election returns, and I think it's important to note as we watch this unfold. We've already had the table set. We talked about this earlier in the week. We Have the table set by the media to have, you know, to have an expectation that we might not know. We might not know who wins the Virginia governor's race for some time, maybe even days. Does this sound familiar, right? I mean, this was one of the things that happened in 2020. And if we think that the media is setting us up for votes to come in for, Youngkin, uh, that's you know after you know kind of trickle in for Yunkin over McAuliffe. That's I think obviously a very naive. That's that's just not the way that this works. The late, the late vote, the the vote that trickles in, the ballots that they find <laughs> or whatever, um, favor favor Democrats, and so. So I don't know. It got me to thinking too. I wonder what sorts of things they might they might actually tell us happen tonight between between the time I'm talking to you and and this morning uh, or the next morning when you listen. Will there be clogged toilets somewhere that send people home from the polls, or perhaps more water leaks? Maybe elevated carbon monoxide levels in certain precincts, forcing staff to go home and stop the count. I mean, would it surprise you? I don't, I personally don't think that it would. Maybe there'd be very localized earthquakes in Virginia, a state that's not necessarily known for earthquakes, but maybe that could be a reason that we send poll workers home. I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out what happened last year, what we were told, and I'm also In a way, making sure I point out to you that there are reasons to have valid questions about 2020 without even making definitive claims, although I know that many people have already concluded this. But you can you can say that there are major problems and concerns with also saying, you know, without saying I can't definitively say what happened, which would, of course, be the I guess the beauty of this if it was something if I said if. Sensors out there, if it was something concocted. Maybe some of these precincts forgot to pay their electric bill. Maybe you have to send poll workers home early, if that's the case. And maybe those cameras that caught ballots being wheeled out from underneath tables in 2020, which were counted multiple times, which explain that to me. Like, even if these were legitimate ballots, which I'm not suggesting they were, what's the point of counting them multiple times? This is on camera. it's you talk about reasons to believe that there were problems with the election, there's another another reason. Maybe there's some wet concrete outside the main entrance of one of these buildings and they're going to have to send poll workers home. Or maybe a clerk locked himself or herself out of the office building. I mean, the possibilities here are endless. Maybe there's a surprise Category 5 hurricane that's headed toward southern Virginia and no one knew about it. Or perhaps there's a new COVID variant that hits the southern part of Virginia and Biden had to shut it down. Maybe Biden decided unilaterally while he's at the G20, between naps he's taking (laughs) during speeches, between Twitter hashtags of Biden poopy pants, maybe between all that stuff, with him standing very strangely off to the side from the family portrait, if you will, of leaders around the world he looks like he's not sure if he belongs in that or not maybe between all of those things between his list of calling upon reporters that he's told i'm supposed to call on you first maybe between all of those things biden's decided that some emergency emissions standards need to be put into place for this state of virginia saying that people in gop counties Are not allowed to travel by car on election day. I mean, the opportunities or the possibilities here are endless as I think about some of the things we were told when I, again, compare and contrast to 2020. And I'm not predicting, I'm just pointing out the insanity that we were told to believe in 2020 and not to have, you know, to to think that that was normal and expected and, and regular and acceptable. And I think every state, and I, I've said this before. Every state should audit their elections. I'm not even suggesting every year, but at least on some some regularity because there are lots of problems that exist. And to earn the voters' trust, which I think a lot of these states have violated that trust, to earn the trust, I think you've got to take the effort to show folks um, – that you're taking steps to maintain the integrity of an election and it seems totally rational reasonable and i would even say expected that a state would audit its elections it just seems like a natural thing to me and that you can say all of that without saying an election is stolen right now of course it could there could be at some point enough evidence to support the claim or the notion that the election um, you know that an election in theory was affected by so much of this nonsense that the results are are untrustworthy and therefore call into question the validity. And we don't want to get there. We don't want to have a repeat. I'm just pointing this out because it was as I was thinking about this, especially, you know, recording this before, um, I hear everything that happens tonight. I don't know, and in comparison to what happened last year, and even in 2016, a lot can happen overnight. I mean, what's going to happen, really? And I hope to heaven this doesn't happen. I really do. But what's going to happen? Because you've seen some of these polls that sold that showed Yunkin up quite a bit. Others, the the what the 538 poll by Nate Silver had had a dead heat or Maybe yunkin' up one point or something like that. So you don't know what to believe to begin with. I mean, traditionally, it's fair to suggest or to believe that Republicans do better in actual elections than they do in polling uh, for a variety of reasons. I think sometimes that's intentional by these pollsters. But… Um, you know, we don't know, but there's other polls that show Yunkin up. I think I saw 7-8. Someone told me they, sh- they saw him up even 9 points in another poll. Let's just hope we don't see when the dust settles tonight, as I'm talking here. Um, Let's hope we don't see Yunkin ahead and then massive numbers come in overnight for McAuliffe again in the Virginia gubernatorial race Governor Governor's race If if that happens Again I mean I feel like the American people Justifiably so are going to blow Their tops whether or not they're in Virginia or not I'm reminded of Some of these numbers that Came in from Biden at 3 or 4 o'clock In the morning in various states around the country A year ago And this has just been a year right it, it, It's Going through Election Day, watching you know these returns start to come in and so forth has, has just reminded me of all that. And it's easy to forget, even for those of us who follow this on a regular basis, it's easy to forget some of the details, some of the stuff we were told to ignore, some of the stuff we were told uh, wasn't any big deal. This is just the way that it always is. Thousands of people signing affidavits saying that they are, um, you know, not – that they saw something that was at least voter fraud, maybe even worse, actual election fraud. Just told to discard all that. We're told that there's no evidence. We're told that if you raise questions, not even not even make claims, but if you raise questions, you're going to be silenced in social media because we can't have you undermining the integrity of our elections, which seems to me what would undermine the integrity of an election is to gloss over the real risk of things happening regarding voter fraud and election fraud. That seems to me a bigger threat than someone pointing out when there's something problematic. But then again, I believe in free speech. I, I, I believe in transparency, the free exchange of ideas, and that sort of thing, as do the vast majority of you. But anyway, I wanted to point those things out, kind of set the table, because <laughs> there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of distrust um, that's out there. And it would seem to me that governments should do everything in its power. Legitimate governments would do everything in their power to ensure they earn the trust back, no matter who wins these things. Of course, that's another issue, and I don't want the left to win elections. But you should at least go out of your way to make sure that people believe what you're telling them the results are. And I have a feeling that a lot of folks are already questioning what they're going to be told regarding these election results. So I'm not saying anything else. I'm just saying I think that that's the response. People have such a distrust for their governments at all levels, and in some ways it is understandable, in some some ways it's justifiable. We're dealing with professional deceivers who have, in many cases, no interest in leveling with us, being transparent, being, you know, just honest and truthful, and saying where well, there are problems. They're much more interested in keeping their positions of power, acting as though there's nothing to see here, even when there is. And it may not be as big as some people think, just it seems bigger when you when you don't acknowledge it or we you try to hide it. That seems obvious to me. Quick time out. Listening here to the Home of Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. And so, again, keep in mind, as of right now, which is um, not, this is something I'm recording Tuesday night, late in the evening, there's about 30, I want to say this too, I've noticed, you know, they used to, it was, and I'm looking at Politico right now, but it used to say the percentage of precincts reporting. So in Virginia, there are 2,855 precincts. And as of this moment, well, it's confusing what I'm looking at. It looks like 987 precincts have reported. But if you look at what it says in the governor's race, which currently shows Glenn Youngkin up about nine points uh, with roughly about right at a million votes, it looks like, that have been tallied it says under that it says 33% of expected vote in which is very interesting to me because it's <laughs> what it's saying is that now it says 35% but what it's saying is that they're in, they're anticipating what the total vote is which i just find this interesting because if you show the percentage of precincts. I mean that's that's a defined figure because what happens is the precincts count the votes, they tally them, then they send those count ta- the totals to they send those in. And so you say, "Hey, this precinct's already given us their count, right?" So but now I I just don't know. It's it's I think intentionally ambiguous because they want us to not really understand how many votes are really I, I think out there, especially in light of what we saw in twenty twenty, right? When we saw these massive, you know, hundred percent returns for Biden or ninety-eight percent or stupid, stupid stuff like that. Statistically impossible stuff, right? I mean, even when I, I remember marveling at this back when Saddam Hussein was still in power, they had quote unquote elections in in Iraq. They never had the audacity to say 100%. They always said, you know what? Let's get, we got to get a couple percent that, that vote no, right? And it would be like 96 to four. But some of those numbers we saw last year for Biden that came in at three in the morning or whatever were much, were, were higher than Saddam Hussein or Fidel Castro numbers. And I shared this before. I want to share it really quickly again. When my family and I were in, uh, Myrtle Beach. Here, uh, a couple months ago, we had breakfast at one of those pancake places, and our server was from was from Russia. And of course, I struck up a conversation, and we started talking politics. <laughs> I, I was just learning; I just wanted to get her perspective. And i I asked her, you know what what happens? You know, explain to me what happens over there. What's What's an election like over there? She said, "Oh yeah, we have elections." Um, she kind of laughed and said everybody everybody understands that Putin's going to be president no matter what happens it's kind of just a it's a joke basically is what she what she said i have no desire that i do not want that to be what happens in this country i don't and to me some people would say oh if you bring if you question the integrity of the election you are you are forcing that to be the case you are pushing that on the American people, right? You're pushing that narrative. You're making people not believe in their country. See, I believe firmly in my country. I think our country is built upon truth and the solid rock. I really believe that. Um, and again, because I feel like I have to say this constantly, it's not. I'm not referencing slavery. I'm referencing the other American ideals that are that are notable and worthy of our just, I don't, of, of, of our, uh, say, praise, but just worthy of our applause that this is how we built our country on so many of those things. And so I want to see people trust their elections, but I think it's bad to say you should trust the elections when there's questions about the election. It seems to me if there are questions about elections, and I don't even know where this one's headed. Right now, again, 37% of the vote is in and Yunkin is up ten percentage points here, which there's a lot of uh counties that aren't reporting, but a lot of those are gonna be red. But the numbers in the blue counties are gonna there's gonna be a lot of numbers outside of DC in particular. Remember, when you think of Virginia, think of a really red state with DC and Richmond and some other, you know, kind of suburban uh, metro areas, but it's mostly, geographically speaking, mostly, mostly largely red. Uh, but again, it's based upon the density of the blue counties is much higher population wise. So, but I want people to have faith in their elections. But I just don't think our starting point should be let's just let's just trust them, right? I mean, our founders don't even say that. Our founders were very. Um, uncertain about people in positions of power. I think we should be the same exact way. Right? It doesn't mean doesn't mean that folks can't ever do the right thing. It just means to be very skeptical because a government that lies to its people, a government that acts outside the bounds of its authority is a very dangerous thing. I just don't understand what's so big about it. You know, why people resist that. If I'm talking to an individual, even a democrat, they will yield that point 9 99 times out of 100, or concede that point, I should say, right? They they would accept that that is true. But because there's an additional connotation that, okay, if I, if I concede this, then Trump won. That's not even true necessarily. It could be. I mean, just in the, in the sake of what the logical possibilities are. But it may not be. It may just be, hey, why can't we all come to an agreement that there's problems with elections and we just need to address them? Right. It doesn't mean necessarily. It doesn't mean necessarily that. That means our guy won or lost, or their guy won or lost. It just means let's have, let's have a, a an election that's, rooted in truth, and that is transparent and that people can trust. So. Anyway, quick timeout. Listening here, to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back here in, just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. So, should mention here: program brought to you in part, brought to you in part by our friends at Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank, conveniently located here, multiple locations here in Central Indiana. Citizens bankingcom is the website address, folks. We just ask that you. Give our advertisers an opportunity to earn your your business. So if you're in the market for a mortgage, an auto loan, maybe you're opening, opening a new account, what have you, consider working with Citizens Bank here in central Indiana. Be sure to tell them you heard about them on the Todd Huff Show. And I should also mention that just because someone's an advertiser on here, it does not mean that they agree with the content, what's being said behind this microphone it is beyond me why one of them would not think that but i just want to make sure that you know that i'm speaking on behalf of myself and not on behalf of our of our advertisers here today though they certainly certainly should accept what we are saying so i'm looking at this it, it, this is just fascinating Loudon County Loudon County which is one county to the north and west of uh really it, it's still kind of an extension of Metro D.C., but it's one county removed from uh, the county where Alexandria is. So um, it is, of course, the, the district, you've seen this, this is one of the most politically uh, political hotspots in the country, right with what's happening at schools, the schools there. Regarding critical race theory, regarding transgender policies, this is the school district where um, the father. Well, there's, there's now. It's not just a father's allegation. There's, uh, they're admitting now that a young lady, one of the female students, one of the high school students, was uh, allegedly sexually assaulted or even raped in the restroom by a male student who was either claimed to identify as female or had just had, I think, a skirt on or some such thing. And this is the school. They they didn't make that public. They kept that kind of hidden. Um, Youngkin, I think his team announced earlier that they expected to win that. They should win that district, right? I mean, that, that county. Um, I'm looking at it again. I haven't seen all the numbers yet. About 83% of the precincts are reporting McAuliffe is up about five points, five and a half points, uh, 7,000 votes. So this is interesting. Compare that to what's happening in uh, uh, Fairfax County. That's not even really – we really shouldn't compare that because there's still a lot of vote left. But if you compare that to what's happening in these other metro D.C. areas, uh, Arlington County, for example – It's about 80% for McAuliffe, 20% for Youngkin. And just one county over, it's closer to 50 50. Not quite, but closer. It should, I mean, the Democrats' fingerprints. McAuliffe is trying to act like he's not out there calling for critical race theory. He is. He did that even when he was governor in the past. He was governor in the past of uh, the. Common, it's Commonwealth right? Commonwealth of Virginia. I about said state. If I said state, forgive me. Commonwealth of Virginia. So it's just it, the deception here, this the, the the insanity that we're seeing in public schools um, with critical race theory this is this is coming from one party, my friends. This is not coming from Trump supporters. This is not coming from conservatives. This is not coming. From Republican, it doesn't have. It doesn't come from all Democrats either. I should point out, but it is coming from people who are Democrats. It's coming from the radical left, who, in some places, apparently Loudon County, and other places around the country, the Democrats, the Democrat Party, has been hijacked by the radical left, or taken over, or led by, or what have you. And I hope that they eventually. Um, I, I would so much prefer having to deal with moderate Democrats again, the party of JFK, but we're so far, so, so far from that. So, so far from that. I wish more Democrats would recognize that, in fact, they have been lied to. This is not the party of JFK. This is a a party that's been radicalized. But it's interesting to see when people see that happening in their own schools, the count becomes much closer. I don't know if Youngkin will end up winning in or not, Loudoun County, but it's going to be at least competitive. And this is the home of the I mean, we're looking at the DC elitists, right? This is not all, but I mean this is this is that area of the country. So quick timeout. Gotta take a break. Listening to conservative not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. So here we are. Again, I'm going to have to... These results, of course, and I knew this, are not going to be completely in by the time I have to go off the air today. But as of right now, roughly, if you can believe what Politico is telling us right now, about half of these um, results are in. Total vote expected. And uh, I'm ballparking it here, but... About a hundred and looks like about a hundred and eighty-five thousand vote lead. Is that right for Youngkin? But you know, I'm looking at Richmond. Richmond hasn't reported anything yet. City of Richmond. And of course, I can hear someone out there saying they want to see they want to see how many votes they got to come up with. I'm just telling you what people are saying, right? I'm just telling you that people, and you may be one of them that that would you know say that or joke that or what have you say it seriously whatever variation of of that that uh you know applies but look this is i mean an important race right it is an important race i think that you know i'm saying this not knowing who's the winner i think that this this obviously will be positioned by the winning party here as a um what is it the the, I'm, the words escaping me but um, a referendum. There we go on on Joseph Biden and on the Democrat Party. Truth is, um, the idea that this is even close is not good for the Democrat Party. The idea that the Republican was winning, uh, was leading in polling, not good for the Democrats. Right? I mean, they've built this monstrosity in Washington D.C. This. Uh, this heart, the the heart of our governing, you know, our federal government, and that's where a lot of these voters are. You take you take D.C. out of the equation, and I'm not arguing for D.C. statehood, by the way. I want to make that I want to make that clear. And it's not D.C. proper. I should also I should also say that I'm not suggesting that D.C. votes are uh, are counting here. I'm just simply pointing out that if you take away the what the federal government is and what you know. Just its footprint in Virginia. We've got we've got easy Republican victories. There's some folks that um, expect, you know. There, there's a lot of other things. It's not just Virginia, but this this is an important election. And but even without this victory, this Americans are not happy with Biden. They're not happy with the Democrat Party. They most of them, if they could revote from 2020 a year ago, they would cast, well, I shouldn't say most of them, there's about 10% that would vote for Trump. Um, and, and that election would look differently based upon that alone, or they at least would not vote for Biden. It's already a disaster. If if Youngkin wins, I think this is the way to look at this. If Youngkin in, ends up pulling this thing out, it's even worse for the Democrats than they want us to believe. Quick timeout, I got to wrap up here. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. As of right now, I'm looking at results to show Yunkin up about 190,000 votes with roughly about half of the votes supposedly still remaining. So we'll see. We'll see if the – well, if they can come up with 190,000 votes, whether that be – well, I'll leave that to you to decide what you think about that. But that's where we stand now. Just remember – when you're listening in the morning, that who knows what could have happened between now and then. And again, I'm saying here that this is a referendum on the Democrat Party and Biden. And I think by virtue of how close this thing is, it's already showing us what people think. This should have been McAuliffe's to win. I've got to go. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.